Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about the coaching model. The main concept of coaching is to draw from within, to help the individual see the issue, whatever it may be, inside of themselves. That's half of coaching. The other half is to help the individual see the answer is also inside of them. Ironically, that is also the main reason many people struggle with coaching. It is not directing, telling, or pouring into. Pouring into others is a form of learning. We go to lectures, seminars, or sermons and listen, many times by choice. However, that is not what coaching is about. Coaching is about helping people come up with their own solutions. One of my favorite coaching quotes comes from Bruce Lee. A good teacher protects his pupils from his own influence. You see, coaching is not about making another version of you. It's about making a better version of you. We all have our own strengths, limitations, unbendable points of view. The last thing I want to do is make another flawed version of me. I want to help you be the best version of you. You probably have strengths that I don't have. You most likely see things that I don't see. Your ideas could be better than my ideas, especially if you are more familiar with whatever this issue is, a work problem, a social problem, a personal issue. You are the expert. Education consists mainly from what we have unlearned, in the words of Mark Twain. Columbus was told the world was flat. He challenged the beliefs that were poured into him. You're crazy. You're going to drive that boat to the end of the world, fall off the cliff, and kill everybody on board. But Columbus didn't listen to the world. He looked within for the answer. And now here I sit in the United States of America. Coaching is not directing. The answer is in the individual. They just aren't aware of it yet. We are not empty vessels waiting for someone to come along and tell us what to do, especially if you are coaching adults. Even my children are forming their own opinions about this world. They are not empty vessels either. Lecturing and directing assumes the individual wants to hear your opinion. Coaching removes your opinion from the conversation. The only opinion that matters is the opinion of the one you coach. This increases buy-in beyond anything you could accomplish with a lecture or giving direction because the solution is their idea, not your idea. The skill of coaching is the skill of drawing awareness. To tell is easy, but not nearly as effective. To draw awareness requires patience and giving up control. The word education comes from Latin, to draw from within. We have been taught what to think, not how to think. 
Belief systems have been poured into us long before we had the ability to challenge them. Our parents poured their beliefs into us. Other kids told us what to think. The school system, the media, the government, all telling us what to believe, not how to think. This makes the skill of coaching very foreign compared to our life experience and the examples presented to us as the concept of learning. Again, pouring into is a great educational tool, as long as the individual wants to listen. Have you ever been stressed out and someone around you said, hey, just relax? How did that work out for you? Did all your stress and anxiety disappear in the moment you were directed to relax? Or was it completely ineffective? Influence is not bringing someone around to your truth. It is bringing them to their own truth. From birth, we are told what not to do, and that trains us to not engage in our own thinking. How many times have we been filled with sayings that don't even make sense to you when you process them with your own mind? The early bird gets the worm. Is that really true? Is there only one worm? If the early bird gets the worm, are other worms not still available? Are there not multitudes of worms? If I'm late to the game, would I not still have the potential to get a worm? Good things come to those who wait. Wait a minute. I thought the early bird was supposed to get the worm. Or am I supposed to wait for the good worm? Man, this is so confusing. Or is it? Do you already know what is true to you if you just look inside for the answer? Is it only when outside voices tell you what to believe that it all becomes confusing? A major part of coaching is ending your sentences in a question mark. When you tell someone or direct them, they are typically only paying attention to you 15% of the time. When you ask them a question, they access their subconscious and process the information themselves. The level of attention is greatly increased. I'm going to present you with a coaching model. This is a format to draw from. It is not all-encompassing and definitely not a check-the-box format. It is a tool to draw from to help you draw from within the individual you are coaching. Humans are deep, complex creatures. You may find you need to tweak this model in the moment based on circumstances or personality types. It is merely a road sign pointing in the direction of what coaching is all about. So take it. See if there is something good here, something useful that you can tweak and make your own. So here we go. The coaching model. Praise the individual for what they do right. Ask about the behavior. Probe for system failure if necessary. Ask for possible solutions. And then thank them for their input as the subject matter expert. Let's talk about step one for a minute. Praise them for what they are doing right. In 20 years of performing culture assessments for many different industries across North America, the greatest struggle I've seen is the lack of positive reinforcement given to workers by their managers. 
Countless times, frontline employees have complained to me that when they do the right thing, supervisors walk right by them and say nothing. That form of communication is called extinction. It's like pretending they are a dead, ancient, fossilized dinosaur. When the employee makes a mistake, they never hear the end of it. Zero communication for doing a good job. Never-ending lecture for making a mistake. There are two reasons we are praising the worker for what they do right. The first is to present ourselves as different than the typical personalities they interact with. We do notice them. This leads to us being perceived as someone who does value their opinion, and it ends up opening the door for drawing from within. The other reason we do this is to tear down the wall between us. Our population is filled with division. We are tearing that wall of division down. If most tell, we ask questions. Most don't notice the good. We not only notice it, we praise it. From there, we ask about the behavior. Maybe this is a lack of efficiency behavior. Maybe it's a risky behavior. Depending on the potential outcome of the behavior, will require you to adjust accordingly. If the behavior is one that could cause death or serious physical harm, you will most likely need to stop coaching and move toward directing. But if the behavior is not going to kill someone, that is your opportunity to draw from within, to see if they are aware of the behavior that you see. Why are you doing it this way? Such a simple method of using a question, yet so much more effective than, you are doing it wrong, I'll tell you the right way. This step requires patience. You may encounter situations where the individual doesn't see the behavior you see. That's okay if the behavior is not going to kill them today. My construction clients struggle with this concept, but it must be said, all hazards are not the same. You may encounter behaviors that could lead to a minor injury versus a fatality. In those moments, you have to decide for yourself if you will let the behavior slide today in hopes of accomplishing great coaching tomorrow. Everyone has their own perceptions regarding risk tolerance. Just like coaching, the answer to that question is inside of you, not me. Probe for system failure. During this conversation, it's a great time to probe for system-induced failures or placing people in a situation designed to fail. Did we as management send the wrong message to the worker? Did we fail to provide the necessary tools to do the job? Did we as parents have a part in this behavior being perceived as the right approach? This one is especially difficult in the beginning. It requires looking in the mirror, admitting your own faults, failures, and weaknesses. Not everyone is willing to throw themselves on their own sword. Ask them for the solution. This is the goal of it all, to find a solution. But the best solution is typically in them, not in you. This is especially true if you are a manager or supervisor and they are below you on an org chart. 
You see, frontline employees tend to have 100% knowledge of the intricate details of the work they perform. As you go further up the org chart, you find some top-level managers only have 15% knowledge of what their employees actually do. It can be tempting to think that because you performed that task in the past, that you also know 100% of the details of that job. However, it depends on how long ago you performed it. Here's an example of this. One time I was teaching, and I made an analogy to a plumb bob. A student raised his hand and asked, What is a plumb bob? To me, since I performed some carpentry in my past, I thought everyone in the construction industry would know what a plumb bob is. But as I moved into a different role, the work continually changed. I didn't change with it. I went in a different direction, down a different path. After my explanation, the student replied with, Oh, I get it now. You mean a laser. That totally ruined my analogy, by the way. The point is, it can be very tempting to give your opinion about the solution, especially if you have done the work yourself in the past. But that's not coaching. That's directing. And unfortunately, that would go completely against the idea of getting the individual to think of the solution themselves. Ask them for the answer. Draw from within. Ask them how would they do it differently if anything were possible. You are trying to access the most creative part of their brain. And lastly, thank them for their input. This is empowering in so many ways and compounds the benefits of coaching tomorrow. You've shown value in the individual. You didn't tell them what to do. You asked them why they do it in recognition that they know more of the specific details than you do. You lifted them up. You balanced the scales where they are more equal to you than lower than you on a totem pole. How many people may not speak up because they didn't believe anyone really wants to hear their opinion? Now you have shifted that perception. You have opened a door where they may want to bring things to your attention. You have recognized them as your teammate, not your servant. If you can help bring their solution to fruition, now you are the one serving them. This changes everything. So one last time, praise the individual for what they do right. Ask about the behavior. See if they are aware of what you see. Probe for system failure. Did we place them in a situation designed to fail? Ask them for the solution to the issue. Maybe they have a better idea than you do. And thank them for their input as the subject matter expert. There it is, the coaching model. Have a great day, y'all. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.